Hi this is Mobile Fix, the December 20th edition. Remember you can read this, with all the links, at addictivelondon.com. It feels a little odd to be thinking about what is likely to happen in 2020 as one of my seminal projects was predicting 2010, watch the video we made in 2001 here. It's a bit cheesy but we got quite a lot right on tech, although some of the timing was a little off. And as a VC once told me that people who know what's going to happen are called futurists. People who know when it's going to happen, are called billionaires. As William Gibson said, the future is already here, it's just not very evenly distributed. For 2020 this feels right. All this fixed thinking is based on what's happening right now and is very actionable. If we can help you think about how these issues impact your business and how to take advantage, I'd love to talk. So, in 2020 I think. Understanding DTC audiences will get more sophisticated. There is some smart thinking about the people who are most likely to buy DTC, the Henry model has been around for a while, high earners. Not rich yet. Now we have the Carly, can't afford real life yet and this piece breaks out how this group can be influential. A fixed reader shares a smart definition of a modern brand and this is a longish look at perfume brand Lollabo and how they qualify. Their stores are definitely brand cathedrals and always on just the right street. In our work of retail we keep coming back to how cool neighborhoods can position a brand that opens a store there, so this article on DTC neighborhoods makes good sense. As does this look at what makes a good pop-up. You can go deeper with this piece on urban retail trends. Many DTC brands don't make it and, playing to my bonsai brand thinking, this buff article on one highlights the challenge of taking funding for a niche business. As the owner laments. We probably could have built a profitable $20 to $50 million a year business. And why everyone is addicted to free shipping. Getting last mile delivery right will be even more of a priority. Free shipping is a key element of the Amazon flywheel and to make certain it works for them, in terms of both cost and reliability, they have in-housed more and more of the logistics. The early priority of the guy who runs the Amazon delivery machine was to lurk in their warehouses to find slackers he could fire. This week he fired FedEx for similar reasons, by blocking sellers from using FedEx for Prime. Morgan Stanley think they already deliver half of their US packages themselves, around 2.5 bn and that is forecast to grow to 6.5 bn by 2022. That is a lot of planes and big trucks, it is also an awful lot of vans traversing the streets of every town and city. Add into that all the bikes delivering food, and the Ubers on every corner, and that's congestion. And CO2. When does that issue start to affect GAFA? The consolidation in food delivery continues with Berlin-based delivery hero buying Korea market leader Woi for $4 billion. Woi cited increased competition from capital-rich firms as a reason for them looking for a buyer. And Uber sold their India Eats business to Zomato. Margins are relatively fixed and that the only real barrier to entry is capital, so the key factor is utilization of the last-mile drivers. Amazon and Uber both have business models that benefit from utilization and have the capital, so I think that they will become the dominant players in food too. Influencers will see a renaissance as their true value is recognized. For all the fluff, influencers fulfill a real need in this age of abundance, helping brands, and people, with discovery. 8-year Ryan Kaji made $26 million with his toy unboxing videos and 15-year-old Rowan Winch makes his money sharing memes on Instagram. I think building on influencer culture with live streaming will be huge in 2020. A Chinese bank estimates live commerce is already around 9% of the total Chinese e-commerce market at $63 billion. A trusted host who gives shopping recommendations can help consumers to focus on one product and make purchasing decisions more easily. It's also big in Japan. 
creativity gets recognized as the key to digital success. The switch from portrait to vertical still seems like a huge challenge to many, so these tips from We Are Social are helpful. R is getting traction with smarter brands though, Samsung phones have a neat Star Wars campaign and this interview with the head of creative strategy at Snapchat looks at their experience selling R to brands. A less celebrated form of creativity is UI but getting this right can have really dramatic effects. Having basket abandonment is often easier than doubling the response to an ad campaign. This work on menus shows how new thinking can be tested. But maybe the real innovation in user interface is coming from Google, look at how their UI manages the experience of buying a movie ticket. Everyone acknowledges the impact of creative even if too few make it a priority. But when commerce is involved and you can show the impact of creativity, good and bad, in terms of dollar, you do get focus. We have developed a half-day workshop on unlocking the value of mobile creativity, with a number of platforms and pioneers sharing their best work. So far, good reaction from the brands and agencies we have discussed this with and we also plan a public event. If it sounds of interest for your team, let's have a chat. Newt evolves from subscription to a blended model, including ads. The impact of Netflix on the creators is covered well in this piece celebrating the new Hollywood and they are being much more open about data on the business, last week they shared viewing figures for the Irishman and this week their SEC filing gave us insight into their international business. As one might expect their growth is coming from international. US and Canada, 67.1 million plus 7%. Europe, Middle East, Africa, 47.4 million plus 40%. Latin America, 29.4 million plus 22%. Asia Pacific, 14.5 million plus 53%. Monthly ARPU is slightly lower internationally versus $13.08 in the US. I am still convinced they will use all that great content to build an ad-funded service that acts as a gateway to subscription. That is what NBC are planning for their Peacock service. But what sort of ads? Hulu have a new format geared to binge-watching which are more like sponsorship credits, following their pause ads, and we will see more of the brand integrations that Netflix are doing so well at the moment. The old model is creaking. Magna data shows global TV ad sales fell by 3.9% in 2019, the largest drop since the recession. Of course this points to a bigger issue, the increased spend of the digital-first brands on TV masks and even steeper decline from those traditional brands that have always spent on TV. The peculiar way that trad TV works means that the fall in audience has been accompanied by a rise in costs and as one exec from Starcom puts it, there's still nothing better than, a 30 seconds ad, unfortunately it costs twice as much now, and it hasn't got twice as good at what it was doing. You pay twice as much to achieve the same thing. The way the UK broadcasters plan to deal with this is to have even more ads. I think the only way this conundrum gets solved is through wider adoption of targeted ads so brands buy the audiences that matter and people see ads that are relevant to them. On our local streaming service BritBox is getting the cold shoulder from Sky, which given their recent deal to put the BBC iPlayer on the Skybox suggests challenges ahead for ITV. Hashtag ad tech perfect storm triggers a rethink on digital marketing. As we get confirmation that Chrome will follow Safari and Firefox in limiting cross-site tracking with cookies the industry needs a plan B. Or does everyone just move their money back to GAFA? The consolidation is accelerating, Rubicon and Telara are merging to create the trade desk of the sell side and Smart acquires Liquid so they cover both demand and supply. Publishers with strong audience have an advantage if they can unlock the potential of their first-party data. Time Out are doing a good job and this talk with a permutive exec highlights their approach. And this is a pretty comprehensive view on Amazon advertising from Adweek.
media businesses are investable. Investing in media brands hasn't been that fashionable recently, but smart people get the opportunity and Oxios have raised $20 million. One of the most interesting new businesses in the US is Attention who were buying Girl Boss, the media business started by the founder of Nasty Girl. More on the acquisition and more on Attention here. The local version are our friends at Vita. Strong media brands are attractive because one can narrow the gap between content and commerce. Monetizing audiences is harder these days but if you can broker a sale, and take a commission, that can be much more lucrative. We see this with Google and Facebook. In travel Google are getting closer to the sale of a hotel room or flight and Facebook are learning from Instagram shoppable ads. And we see more publishers develop models where they use their strong Instagram followers for shopping. Audio goes mainstream. Some leaked data on Alexa suggests revenue is well below expectations. Of the $5.5 million Amazon hoped to make from skills they got just $1.40, and as they make 30% on in-skill purchases, the expectations were for an $18 million market. We have remarked before that there are no famous skills. And with such a big product footprint that feels like a big opportunity for brands to get involved, audio branded utility. These are some of the most popular skills and this is the story of a first-time skill maker. Lots to think about here. As the footprint of these devices grows the issue of incompatibility has been reduced with an agreement on a smart home standard. The very definition of specific types of voice are changing. Amazon have launched a short story app in India and the FT look at how audio gives new voice to books in the digital age, but sort of missed the biggest innovation, text-to-speech. Everyone I have introduced to speak AI has been blown away and that has to affect the audiobooks market before too long. Quick Reads The programmatic push for who finally gets underway. The Oxios Podcast on 2020 Predictions The Carrot Top 10 Predictions are excellent as usual. Boston Consulting on Winning the 20s, The New Logic of Competition Someone listened to all the earnings calls so you don't have to. The Strategic Year in Review the other week we looked at the top 10 apps, and a reader asked about the non-GAFA apps that were doing well. The business of apps data has loads of good stuff. Google Search Trends for 2019 The We Are Social Year in Culture looks good. Finally, it is time to relax. Plenty to listen to here, long fascinating chats with Rory and Tom, lots of good stuff in these podcasts. And the Soulful Christmas playlist is highly recommended, 14 hours of great Christmas music. And have a great holiday. I appreciate you reading Fix and look forward to informing and inspiring you next year too, maybe in person as we develop our events and our community. Back in full effect in January.